This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back here on Hack City. We're giving you a week eight college football preview. Uh, the setting, the lighting is all terrible, which is to my agitation. Mommy and daddy are no longer fighting everybody, as everyone has been saying this week. Sean, how are you doing today? Don't phrase it that way. Don't phrase it. Don't phrase <laughs> yeah, it. All, all of our listeners phrased it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but they said mom and dad are the parents, not mommy and daddy. No, Dustin Hilton commented that on the YouTube video. He said mommy and daddy. And I'm like, I. it was kind Dustin of Dustin Hilton's getting a little big for his britches. I'm not going to lie. He's, what does that I, mean? I don't, what to get too big for your britches? No, I know what it means, but why is he getting too big for his he britches? He just he's getting a little big for his britches. What is what I'm noticing? So you're saying that because we're giving Dustin too much run, that he's getting a little run. It feels like it's, he's getting a little out ahead of himself. Are you saying that we're turning him into a, a minor celebrity and and he's acting like it? Is that like he thinks he's bigger than than he is, and we need to be brought back down to reality? It's, okay. That sounds like what you're trying to say. I I, <laughs> I really like and appreciate Colin Sutrick. Yeah, but the 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 rise of Colin Sutrick was um, not the way I wished it had happened. I wanted a slow <laughs> gradual. Uh, Dustin Helton, I hope to be a slow gradual uh, instead of the the skyrocket uh, uh, Colin Sutrick rise. So if if Colin's the director of marketing, then what does that make Dustin? Hit you in the face. What? Yeah, you, you, what I saw in the comments to be manager. He's not our manager. Uh, he's done a better job organizing us than we've done organizing I ourselves. Guess so. Yeah. He's keeping us to a Dustin tee. Helton can be our Midwest representative. Whatever that means. Um, sure. <laughs> well, we've got plenty of mid... Actually, we don't have any Midwest coverage on today's show. Wow, I'm an idiot. All right, so we've got four games that we're going to be talking about with Week 8. We don't have a, a Tennessee versus Alabama, but we've got a lot of really important games on the outcome of standings. Two Big 12 games that are going to impact who can possibly win that championship. But the four games we're hitting on, we're talking about UCLA traveling to Oregon. We're talking about Syracuse going to Clemson, Texas playing Oklahoma State, and then Kansas State playing TCU. Uh, Sean, before we get into those, though, I just want to tell our listeners, I assume you don't have to read in front of you, right? I always have it in front of me. Do you actually? Yes. Oh, uh, could you do the read then? Yeah, <laughs> I'll do the read. In front of me. I forgot to pull it up. Yeah, I have the read in front of me. All right. Thank you. And guess what? On, uh, on another show, I set a lock for Purdue. Covering against Wisconsin. They're two and a half point dogs. Doesn't it seem like dog? Purdue should be favored? Yeah, wait, that's a weird. That's wait, that's the line? That's the line as of right now. That's as a of horrible Thursday line. at 417. It's a fantastic line for Purdue. Yeah. That I mean, that's just uh, idiots must be moving that line that don't feels know like, anything. It feels like free money. They're trying yeah, to do the money. new coach bit. Feels like free money. You want some free money? Head to betonline.ag. Uh, as you're continue, God, I hate starting on that line. Whatever. Head to betonline.ag. Take my lock. Uh, join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Basically, if you like the line that I just said, 
and you haven't signed up at betonline.ag, you will get a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Joe, it's so silly to me. Every time someone discovers like uh, uh, sports betting or, or s- s- gets into it shortly, it's like, okay, you make one bet. You, you don't, you're not a gambler. You make one bet. You get a big deposit. Uh, you get some money. Then just leave. Tap out. I know that's not how it works. But, mm. but, then, but then have the opportunity to just make some money. Right? Right. One line, first bet, you can make some money. Yes. Okay. That the, the read ended. Oh, okay. Sorry. You. It, 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 that was just a conversation, but for some reason, you <laughs> didn't uh, see it as such. You lagged slightly, and I couldn't tell what you were trying, where you were trying to go with that, and I was Fantastic. trying to, to wait for you to catch back <laughs> up. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm still not betting. Maybe I'll bet this weekend so I can uh, survive the. I think I need to bet on this Notre Dame UNLV game that I'm going to so that I, I don't want to hate myself while I'm watching it and I have a reason to be enjoyed by it because I don't care about the outcome. It's kind of turned yeah. into that for me for this this Notre Dame season, but nonetheless. Um, Sean, let's talk about these games. So UCLA playing Oregon, I did a quick hitter on on some of these games and, and this one I think is the biggest out of any this weekend because the winner of this game likely is going to have the best shot of winning the Pac-12 championship. And the loser could actually get knocked out of contention for competing for it. Now, what gets really complicated with this matchup is how good they are defending against the run, facing off against really good quarterbacks on either side. And I, like, I've shat on Bo Nix the entire... Why are you making that face? Well, you're forgetting about another Pac-12 team that would I would say is the front runner for the Pac-12 championship. USC lost. Would it? I what understand it? they lost, but that's not a that's not a bad loss that they had to uh, Utah. Yeah, Utah but has they, always played USC tough. They, but that's my point is that okay. So if UCLA loses this game and then they lose to USC, they're out of it. But if they win this game and then they lose to USC, like that's what I mean by it's going to impact. I thought it. you I, said that both of these teams were going to be like. Oh, well, I'm saying it's. The, it's going to help decide it. Is my point. Okay, so we're both we're both pretty clear on the fact that USC will be in the Pac-12 championship. They might be. I'm not going to crown them. I'm not going to just hand that to USC. I just not win to be in it. They looked like butt against Utah. They did they, not look like butt. They put up 42 points. Their defense looks like shit. Their defense is horrible. All right, their I offensive understand line their defense is terrible. Wasn't great. I understand that. Look, they didn't look like butt. They look better than one of their rivals, whose team name I won't mention. I won't mention them either because the, the, Fine. <laughs> we won't mention them. They're going to get a lot of mentioning this weekend. Um, I think that you, UCLA and Oregon have looked more impressive than USC, and that's why I think that this game has more of an impact on the outcome of the season for the Pac-12. I, I Okay, impact for seeding and, and playoff potential, yes. But if we're going with those three teams, and I hate to take away from this game, who has the best quarterback? DTR close second, but who has the best quarterback? Yeah, it's it's Caleb Williams. Yes. But the best Future quarterback... Atlanta Falcons quarterback, by the way. Oh, I'm glad that you're willing to admit that. <laughs> I trade the farm. Trade <laughs> That's assuming they don't draft anyone this year. Um, I But a good quarterback, though, Sean, doesn't win you a conference championship having a more complete team is is what's going to win you a conference championship and i think that oregon and ucla both 
have shown more complete football on both sides of the field. They have shown high-level defense, high-level run defense. Both these teams have really good run defense defenses statistically. They're running the ball really well, and both have good quarterbacks supported by strong receivers and a really good scheme and really good coaches. I like USC in a year from now. I just think it's been like a little too soon to crown them as the Pac-12 champion like everyone did at the beginning of the season. Of course, I was taking a victory lap when they lost. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm still crowning them. I I, I will s- still be I, – I will. Okay. They deserve to be crowned. Specific to this game, though. Sure. Because this is going to impact who's going to – if we're going by your logic, who's going to play USC. Yep. I didn't know this until I found this, but Oregon actually has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Like they've, they're not allowing a lot of tackles for loss and they have only allowed one sack so far this year. So they're doing a really good job of protecting Bo Nix. They're doing a really good job of opening up rushing lanes. And we know the success that they've had running the ball on the ground. So like Sean, from your end, who are you leaning in this game? Uh, It's tough because, you know, good old Papa Chip is back and facing his old school and you're like, okay, he's made it work a little bit. It took a little time at uh, UCLA, but. He finally has a core group of players that know how to win and understand how to work together and in that crazy-ass scheme that he has. And I don't know, first four weeks, not that impressed. The last couple weeks, pretty impressed with UCLA. Just wins. They, they, they got good quality wins. I'm like, oh, well, this looks familiar. Why does it look familiar? Oh, this is how Oregon used to beat people with Chip Kelly. This is what it looked like. And uh, and so it's it's like, ah. I don't I don't know if Oregon is going to be able to pull this thing off. I don't. And you know what? Honestly, I'm still hungover from week one. I'm still hung up oh. on week one versus Georgia. I am. Admittedly, it's hard for me to get past that. If I was a voter for the CFP and, and it, came, it was coming down to Oregon or the, the number two team in the Big 12 or, or Big 10, mm-hmm. I can't pick Oregon. I can't. Because they'd be the four seed going up against Georgia. And then what do I look? What am I looking at then? Another 30, what, 50 to nothing beatdown? Right. And I think that's impacting a lot of people's perception of Oregon coming into this game and their perception of them as a ranked team in general. Had they not lost the game as badly as they did, I think everyone would be discussing them as a like a top seven team. Like if they lost by like two scores, the conversation oh, would be completely, be completely different. It would just be, oh, that's Georgia. And not, oh my God, what was that? Right. Here's my pushback. Dan Lanning's first ever game, Bo Nix's first ever game in Oregon, in that offense, in a completely different environment, trying to lead his team. New offensive coordinator. Everything is fresh. The The roster is not as good as it was last year. And it's like the, the perfect disaster for Dan Lanning to step into. And I think yeah. since then, he has shown a lot of resilience and recovery in the way that they've performed. The way that they put against BYU where they smacked the crap out of them. Oh, yeah, they beat the, them down. The comeback that they had against Washington State, which I thought that they were going to lose that game. Yeah, um, I had Washington State covering, I think, in that game. Did that? I think that hit because I took Oregon to cover. Did it? I forget who was favored. I don't know. Maybe I stayed away from it. Oregon State got blown out by somebody that I that I was embarrassed to take Oregon State because they were cover machines for the first three weeks. I, I'm trying to remember who that was, but n- uh, none the, n- nonetheless, though, Sean is I stinks. I I understand the did you say the Pac-12 stinks. Yeah, 
It's well, it's more competitive. It's way more competitive you know, than I, think I actually thought it was sh- going to be. I shouldn't say that. I feel bad for Klyavkov. I do because all these. When I was working at Sirius, I cut his press conferences right, mm-hmm. and he was talking about and everybody was was raving about him in the Pac-12 and how good he's done stepping in there and and how how ambitious he's been for not only football for all his sports uh, in the Pac-12. I'm like, oh. Kind of like this guy when he was speaking. I liked how he sounded. He wasn't boring ass Bob Bowles <laughs> or, or, or arrogant ass Greg Sankey. I, I, Greg Sankey's cool. He's fine. He, he he's he's the one that actually gets the job done in, in college football. Right. He is. But but Klyavkov, I'm like, okay, cool. You got this alliance thing going. Everyone everyone's doing good. And then whoop. All right, money taking taking a four year two year teams now two more year teams by 2025. Do you think Klyavkov is rooting? against ucla in this game because like you you if usc and ucla wins the pac-12 this year that looks that looks bad on the pac-12's part that the two teams that are leaving are the ones who won the conference despite in before this year it all being oregon washington and utah that were the the high competitors i think i think he was just rooting to not have his conference be looked at as like not p5 Mm mm-hmm and that is what a lot of people, a lot of rubes, uh, will look at it as such. Uh, I mean, but losing UCLA is not. I was talking to my uh, my sister, and uh, I think both of my sisters, or my sister, and my dad, about it. And like UCLA and Oregon leaving uh, in softball, also huge impact on the Pac-12. That's a, that's a powerhouse school nationally in softball, and yeah. these are powerhouse schools in in tons of sports, baseball, soccer, all these sports that they have. So them leaving the Pac-12 definitely makes an impact, and Klyavkov is going to feel that, and the Pac-12 is going to feel that. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't for the best interest of the students. It's the best interest in money for the schools. I get it. It's business capitalism in America. Who's going to turn that down? But it, it's it's just a shame. I, I'm sorry, but they, it took me a second to register what you said, and I think I might clip that. Just like the way that you so swiftly and easily broke down america in like a, in like a three line well yeah that's, that's, that is what it is i don't know why that was so funny to me um i just like you did it so simply like it was like all of our problems have been described in that one sentence that's what we do at hack city right we we, yeah. we use simple terms because wait what does who- the sweatshirt say what does the sweatshirt say? Don't worry, it's it's a it's a sweatshirt I really shouldn't be wearing for um, okay <laughs> for, for video for college football. <laughs> okay, I wanna I wanna just backtrack and wrap up thoughts on this game. So my point was is that like I don't think we can hold Oregon accountable for that loss anymore because they've shown a serious yeah. progression. And I know that their opponents are not comparable to Georgia, and I hope that they're not that fourth team in the conversation for the college football playoff. I think if we're talking about competitiveness. And having a really good Pac-12 team to represent as a possible four seed, it's going to be USC or UCLA. But Oregon has improved. They're playing at home. And as I posted a video a while ago, and I accidentally said that I don't know how the the energy at Autzen Stadium is. And so many Oregon fans went took time out of their day to, to say to me, you have no idea what you're talking about. Autzen Stadium is one of the <laughs> hardest places to play, and I'm like, and and I'm like, okay, I stand corrected. I apologize. I'll admit, I always admit when I'm wrong on this channel, but like, apparently that's a t- it's a really hard place to play. So that's I mean, the only thing that gives me uh, holds me a little. Uh, that's why I'm leaning Oregon. Is the offensive line play how good they've been? The fact that they're playing at home and they're they're kind of surging a little bit. I think I'm leaning UCLA. I just think I just think they're playing. They're they're. 
it's hard to keep this much momentum. I don't think they're getting hot. There's never a bad time to get hot in college football because it all matters. Every game matters. But for them to be this hot over this past stretch, it's like, ah, can we really carry this on? And are you good enough that if you cool off a little bit to pull out a win? And I don't Mm -hmm. know if they are. So I'll lean UCLA just for another week to see if they can keep it up. If not, then it's it's tough to stay that hot. Right. I also leaned against that's what happened with Georgia, right? Georgia, Mizzou, Georgia's smoking hot. And then you cool off a little bit. Here's Mizzou. They're on scholarship also, and everyone's freaking out of the bar because everyone's got money on it. <laughs> Bar's getting way less fun. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Look away from the game for 20 minutes. Come back. Okay, we're just winning again. But uh... Right. The, the tricky thing with this, though, and I'll wrap us with this one before we get to the next game. I leaned Utah, and I just had the perception that like UCLA, as fun as they were to watch them play, mm-hmm. that Utah was going to beat them. And – and that they weren't going to step up to the occasion, but they keep proving people wrong. I feel like so, like yeah. as much as I lean Oregon, I have a, a very strong feeling that I'm going to get proven wrong in this matchup. Very possible, very possible. You All right, 14 Syracuse traveling to Clemson. The ACC stinks. The ACC is so goddamn boring. These teams are so bland. But you know what? Thank I... God for Clemson figuring it out a little, right? But I don't even know if they've really. I think... Not really. Right. I don't really know if they've really figured it out. Like, I, I feel like it's it, it's a, a massive Trojan horse. It's a paper tiger, quite literally, because they're the tigers. Uh, mascots with Joe. LSU's <laughs> oh. a paper tiger also. Guess why? <laughs> you know what else is? Auburn. Oh, wait. They're also a paper war eagle. Um, <laughs> I derailed myself. Everyone has made it seem as though Clemson has retained their dominance and as fun as they are to be good. I don't think that they're doing anything exceptionally well. Like they haven't, they have a really good defensive line, but it's been yeah. banged up and they've got one of the best run defenses in the country. They're not, they're allowing only 80, 80 rush yards per game, roughly they're fourth in the country. But like outside of that, DJ Ungle doesn't feel like a quarterback that can win me a game. Will Shipley is fun to watch, but I feel like if he's the only real threat that you have, he's easy to bottle up. And then none of their receivers scare me. On the other hand, Syracuse has played actually like a sneakily difficult schedule. They're going through the gauntlet now. Right. But like they beat, they beat Purdue. They beat Louisville. I'm obviously missing some other games on there, but Louisville lost to BC. Yeah. I guess that doesn't mean as much, but they beat Purdue. This game's going to be, they beat Purdue and as it's been recounted on another show, because I'm not going to just blatantly steal that Purdue had seven uh, penalties on that final drive and still gave up a a, a hail mary touchdown, basically mm-hmm. cross cross field one on one jump ball, lucky to get it inbounds type pass. So good teams win games that they're not supposed to win. I'll give it to them. Mm-hmm. This game is going to be a snoozer. This game Syracuse is not fun to watch. No. They're not. They're not a fun team to watch. And and Clemson, not that much fun, but at least when they're going up against a good opponent like Wake Forest, there's some fireworks. I get it. Wake Forest better than played exceptionally that game. Clemson played good. But this game is going to be a snoozer. Clemson's going to win by like 20. It's going to be like 30 to Wait, know, wait, 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 wait. 10. You think it's going to be that? No, see, but like th- this is I feel like everyone keeps Everyone keeps like assuming 
and counting out Syracuse in I all will of their games this to. year. Prove I, me I, wrong. I could, I if, could, if, if they're going to prove it, do it this week. I'm a dumbass. I completely forgot that their other good win was against NC State without Devin Larry. I just feel that they have a lot of key strong players at important positions, like Matt Bergeron on their offensive line. Garrett Williams in their secondary. Who's the running back Sean Tucker. Sean and I love Sean Tucker. Sean, Sean Tucker. Dude, I, I like Sean Tucker's bit on Twitter where he just goes over. He he tweets his own stats and then, yes, uh, and a, little, <laughs> a little game recap. <laughs> I don't know why I like that bit because it's so different than you know they're gonna they're gonna feel me or 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 just some little baby quote like like no give me a little recap like, what's your synopsis nice is, okay I, I want to know what is I want to know what his major is <laughs> I wonder if he's like a sports information major or like a sports media major or something right. funny like that and he's just like it's like he's, he's just, trying to get recruited. I'm like, dude, you're already, you're already, at, you're, you're at Syracuse. <laughs> that's that's what you would tweet out after high school. <laughs> wait, how do I? I'm trying to find his his roster page. Uh, okay, wait here, wait here it is. We're pulling it up. Sean Tucker's fun to watch, regardless. Yeah, I didn't know that he was only a sophomore. It does not. Did he go to Cardinal Hayes? Ah, uh, he's it. he's one of those guys that's listed as enrolled in college of arts and sciences so he doesn't have a major oh, come on sean tucker he's from maryland he's from owings hill okay gotcha sean antoine, sean antoine likes all his tweets so i didn't know if he was a cardinal hayes guy i'm sure that's because like a new york thing but I, regardless uh, i really like sean tucker I, I don't think this is going to be a blowout like i think that everyone has hyped up clemson and dju is not that difficult to you know, rattle a shot of that name huh DJ Uyunglele. I know how to pronounce his name. Okay. I just I'm just saving the you know everyone's yeah. suffering of having to hear that that name. Sure. Um, God, that was unintentionally mean. I don't know why. My, my I point, know what you meant. I know what you yes, meant. But yes. Good lord. My my point here with Clemson is that they have shown so many holes and issues. And last week's game against Florida State, they looked really strong, but then allowed Florida State to climb back into that game. I feel like that there's a lot of ways and different angles to attack them. Their secondary is not very good. I think if you get Sean Tucker moving, and, and you talked about how this is going to be low scoring, I think this is like a 17 to 10 game possibly mm. for being realistic. The line set at 13 and a half, brother. I think Clemson is just going to just pull away and they're not going to, they're just going to say, okay, this, this, because now this is an important, this is a big game for Clemson. They're taking advantage of Syracuse being hot right now. And overranked is what you're saying. Yes, overranked right now. So there's going to be a bunch of dopes, and they know this, bunch of dopes. You beat Syracuse, ranked Syracuse. Oh, big scary ranked Syracuse. Uh, and then they're going to be like, okay, well, final ballot comes around. Here's our ACC champion, uh, Clemson. Oh, who'd they beat? Who'd they beat? Oh, they beat them. Wake Forest is ranked. Oh, they beat Syracuse. They beat six ranked teams. Right. Well, but so, th see, that's my that's my issue is that we're going to get to the end of the season and that Clemson. I hate Clemson this year. I absolutely hate Clemson <laughs> this year because they're going to get to the end of the goddamn season and uh -huh. they're going to have all these really nice looking ranked wins against nothing teams in a yeah. conference that is not competitive, full of a bunch of dog shit programs that are way behind the rest of the power five. And they're going to get pushed ahead of another Pac-12, Big 12 SEC team, probably an SEC team. Maybe it's Alabama. Maybe it's Tennessee that gets gets pushed out. But I would rather have a one or a two loss Alabama team than an undefeated Clemson team that's going to show up, 
for their first round game and they're just going to get blasted. And DJU is going to get sacked like eight times and he's going to throw three interceptions. And then we're going to be sitting there like, this is why we need the 12 team playoff. And it's just going to be a slop fest. And I don't want to watch that crap. Yeah. I mean, the more that I learn about the 12 team playoff, the more I'm like super ready for it. And then, I mean, we deal with a 24 team playoff or whatever it is. Is it 24? Or 24? No, it's 20. I thought it was 24. God, we sh- it's 24. We should know this because we played <laughs> and we cover it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's 24 because there's 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 four buys. Wow, we stink. God. Whatever. Okay. Besides it, it, long day. I'd say it's a long day for me. My brain, I sent Joe a picture of what I was dealing with today. Yeah. So if I'm not remembering a certain number, forgive me. Hey, hey, tell, tell, um, I'm not going to say his name. Tell, tell him the, tell him the real in man. Tell him to stop with the, stop getting echoes on the recordings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it was just, a, it happens. It happens. Okay. I know. I'm just I'm kidding. Just gonna, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I could tell you to tell some people that you're in that office with right now to, to get some different tech stuff happening. Oh, I, but dude, you know what happened to me yesterday? Will that require them to, to do tech stuff? yes but yeah, yeah quick 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 side note quick side note before we continue and because we've got a decent amount of time we got 20 minutes to get to the last two games side note that yesterday i was taping the college football recruiting show and i'm 35 minutes into it and it's going like best show that we've done the rhythm is great the conversation is great timing like we have to hit like a very specific timing like we're gonna hit this and someone, I'm not going to name who, requested a handyman to come at 8 a.m. to build a, a dresser that's not here, that hadn't mm-hmm. been delivered yet. So this fucking guy comes into our office and sees me taping, sees me clearly like talking to somebody, like even yeah. if I'm not, doesn't know I'm recording a show, talking to somebody, comes right up to the studio, starts waving his arms at me. And like, I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'm like, give me a second, give me a second. And this guy just it's... completely fucked up my recording. And I was so mad. And then the guy didn't even the guy left because there was no dresser. It's a different type of it's a different world. People that are outside of it think that it's it's not work or that yeah. it can just be dropped. Right. I guarantee if you were wearing a suit, it would not have uh he would not have tried to wave you down. Yeah, what if I was on the phone with the president of the United States? Sure. Like, like that would have happened. Uh, all right, we got two more games here. Uh, Kansas, I got two idiots standing in front of the the, the office that I'm at. So the, way the to not be a, way to be a pro. Yeah, way way to effectively. No, they're trying to distract me. Uh, they know exactly what they're doing. Kansas State at TCU um, is a game that, like, I, I said this. I did a quick hitter on it. Also, Kansas State sucks. Kansas State is one of the more overhyped teams. I get that. I get that I get that one of their wins is against a, a ranked Tulane or one of their losses. Their one loss is against a ranked Tulane team. And that, you know, they have the big win against Oklahoma that they've been riding off of for That's so huge. long. Their offense is abysmal. They're one oh of my the God. They're teams. the only team in the FBS that hasn't thrown a pick this year. Stop it. But, but they, they're one of the worst offenses. I don't, that doesn't matter because they're not producing any passing. It's Adrian Martinez or, season. That's what it Adrian, is. Adrian Okay, so here's like the 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 bane of my existence is that I shat on both of these guys, Max Duggan and Adrian Martinez, and Duggan proved me wrong. And I have come on this channel Martinez and I've spoken. Has proved you wrong, also. No, Adrian Martinez sucks, <laughs> and everyone no, has no, overhyped he's been him. Good. He's been no, stopping. he hasn't. This he Kansas, has. this he's Kansas a State offense. 
Let me, Who would let you me, rather I, have, Adrian Martinez right now or Dylan Gabriel? Dylan Gabriel. Wrong. I'd rather have Dylan Gabriel. My point that I'm trying to make is that they have one of the worst statistical, in terms of yards, worst passing offenses. And they're also the least explosive passing offense, one of the most least explosive passing offenses in the country. TCU's picking up these huge plays by the second. Every right, time they're on offense. Johnson's a dude. Yeah, they're finishing drives really quickly. This game's going to get out of hand. If any game's going to get out of hand this weekend, oh. it's going to be this one because it's just going to take a couple deep throws by Doug into Johnson or some of the other receivers that TCU has. They've got a lot of speedsters. They are built to blow away from a century-old, uh, slow-running team like Kansas State. I think you are uh, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. How so? Kansas State's going to control the tempo. Okay, Deuce Vaughn is not yeah, the running back to roll. Deuce Vaughn. I'm going to turn it out. That's how we're going to do it. And Deuce we're just going to keep you guys on the sidelines, let you cool off a little bit. You're not going to stay hot. We're, uh, we're Kansas State. This is what we're going to do. Oh, third and six. Oh, none of my reads are open. Oh, Adrian Martinez, why don't you just scramble for seven? Let's churn some more clock out. Sean, Deuce Vaughn is 5'6", 170 pounds or whatever. Churn it out. He's the last running back in the country that you're going to control time of possession with. He's a scat back. He's like a chunk yardage guy that pit. Him and Adrian Martinez are, are big, like splash running guys. They're not churning out running backs. They will churn it out. Notice how I called Adrian Martinez a running back, by the way. I noticed. You actually, this is, this is you the actually FBS think version of, of SIU for you. I'm trying to think if Kansas State has hurt me. Well, I like Deuce Vaughn. I think he's a fun short king. Deuce Vaughn is one of my favorite Adrian players. Adrian Martinez. For oh, I hate reason, Adrian Martinez. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense to me. I I have a, a large vendetta with him. Why? Because you're a huge Nebraska fan? No, because he stinks and he keeps like having these random good games and it's annoying to watch. That's Sounds what like it is. another quarterback that you cheer for. Who are you talking about? Drew Pine? Daniel Jones. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's maybe you're just projecting because uh, your boy's actually five and one this year so far. So uh, whatever it is, maybe I am. So you do you actually legitimately think that Kansas State is going to? Do you think that they're going to win or they're going to hang in with them? Is what you're cover? Saying? What's the they're line? Cover? I don't know, three and a half or something like that. Which that doesn't take a lot to cover. Okay. Um, what do you mean? It doesn't take a lot. It's hard to cover. Kansas State could win this game. Kansas State could win this game. I'm not confident in it, but they could. This is not like, oh, they definitely wouldn't, or it would take a miracle. They could win this game. I, I'm a little more definitive than you are, I think. And yeah. I just, I'm not impressed. I, I don't think I've seen enough from Kansas State for me to be like, they can hang with TCU. And maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's you are not seeing TCU as highly as I am. Maybe, is that the I case? see them plenty high. Do you think that they're worthy of where they are right now at eight? Uh, yes. Didn't they just take down OK State last week? Yes. Yes. And the, but the OK State covered, so that's why I'm uh, that's why I'm nice and happy about it. Of course, you took that bet. The, there was another guy at the bar I was at that that took that bet too, and he was he was sweating the, the shit out of that. Oh, game it was a sweat show. Game. Sweat show. Total sweat show. Uh, OK State is going to be in another sweat show this this weekend as they host the Texas Longhorns. It feels weird that Oklahoma State loses a game and blew a massive lead and lost in overtime to TCU, and they're still ranked 11th. I like – what you say? They're a good team. I strongly disagree. I think that this is also one of the more overhyped teams in the country. Oh, my 
They gave up 44 or whatever points to Central Michigan. They have played a lot a, of of 44. Uh, I think it was maybe 24, maybe 36 of those 24 uh, 44 points to Central Michigan were came in the the fourth quarter against the third teamers. I watched That's that game. That's not true. Did you? Why did you watch that game? Sam took the the the, the uh, OK State spread at like minus seventeen or minus twenty one. So it and was that didn't definitely hit, did sweaty. It? I I think it did hit because OK State hit. I don't know what happened, but it was it was way too sweaty because they they scored against the second and third teamers. Joe. <laughs> I don't have a counterpoint to that, but I don't just I don't agree. So I if you're bringing up OK State. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> so there goes your first part about the. It was a blowout. First half okay. was a, a destruction from from Gundy and the boys. They were up like forty two to seven. Okay. To be fair, separate from that, the rest of their games they have been shaky. They have been inconsistent, and I think it's super concerning for them to lose after they had a strong two point. I think, or they might have even had more than a two point lead against TCU. Like what that about to me, Baylor. Baylor's not good. Baylor's oh, Baylor, my Baylor, God. The, the ba- reigning Big 12 champs. Stop but, it. But they've they've looked messy the whole – they haven't been as they good. Have, they have because lost they, have a super, they have a weirdo coach. Yeah, or, or, Dave Rondo's uh, the weirdest coach yeah. I've ever – I've never been more depressed in my life than – and it's not even because of the job I was working, but cutting up a Dave Aranda press conference, trying to find a soundbite, and his tone – the way he speaks at the tempo mm. and and the fact that his there's no fluctuation of tone or speed and he never sticks on a point it felt like a fever dream he's the weirdest <laughs> coach in 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 college football the and in your your last year of doing that job too is the one year that you probably had to cut a lot of those because they were a good football team last year oh yeah and now they stink oh, and you don't have to do it anymore he's just got that weird late like unbelievable like david goggins laser focus uh but with that his brain is locked in and you could tell his eyes are locked in but his mouth is not getting the words out (laughs) i'm sure he's quite motivational when talking to his team i'm certain like to get back to my point i just in general i've watching him and i for some reason i've watched way too much oklahoma state this year unimpressed blowing a lead spencer sanders is hurt right now and apparently i don't have the full quote and i might Actually, I'm not going to check it. I'm not going to pull it up because I'm using one hand. But he basically had a quote this week in uh, pressers with the media where he came in and was like, let's try not to talk about injuries this week. Was something along those lines. If if you want to quickly look that up, if you could. That is a pretty clear indication that your quarterback's not healthy and you don't want to answer questions on it. He's probably going to play. But an injured Spencer Sanders, as we saw last week, and the issues that he had in the game against CCU... Um, they basically had to rely on trick plays to keep their offense on schedule and moving. So if he's still banged up, I'm very worried if I'm a Cowboy fan for Oklahoma State. But the big thing here, man, like Texas is hot. Texas is really hot. I don't take stock in the fact that they played a close game against Iowa State because Iowa State's defense, that 3-3 stack is so goddamn hard to play against. It is like a buzzsaw that they always bring you down to your level. And on top of that, teams that always kick the crap out of a, a, a rival in a big game by a huge total always have a hangover. They won. That's all that matters. 
they're going to get back to the rhythm and Quinn Ewers and the boys, Xavier, Xavier Worthy, B. John Robinson, they're going to be popping. They're going to put some points up on these guys. You used way too many buzzwords for me to even try to make a point out of it, so I'll just read what Gundy stated. He said, yeah. let's do ourselves a favor. Y'all don't ask me about injuries, and we won't have any problems. I'm not going to tell you about injuries. I'm not going to tell you who practices and who doesn't. You wouldn't reveal, uh, you wouldn't reveal your hand either. It's nothing personal, but I'm not going to talk about who practices and who doesn't practice. That's so it's, defensive. That means he's so banged Mike up. Gundy, though. It's so Mike Gundy. Dude, he's, he's a... I actually don't mind him pulling the hockey approach. Lower leg injury. Okay. It's a, or, 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 low, or lower half injury. Okay. Ankle, toe, calf, <laughs> quad, hammy, groin, hip flexor, knee. Nope. This is hockey. You're not gonna you're not gonna be hitting my guy where he's supposed to not be getting hit. So mm-hmm. let's not talk about the injuries. Go screw. I'm Mike Gundy. I'm a man, I'm 40. You're not getting <laughs> this info out of me. But don't you I think like that that's approach. a little don't you think it's a little telling that he's probably severely banged up enough where it, it might hurt him sure telling but he's still not telling enough okay what do you what do you do you agree with me that you think texas is going to pull away with it there i think they're a seven point favorite from the last had... i i heard i have to check texas? here did you bet on this already i think i took texas to cover six and a half or so Oklahoma state which is a good bet i like, I, I think quinn yours is good i think he's a good player i think bajon robinson's really really good uh and texas has something to play for I, I believe they they are trying to if they can close it out with a bunch of dominant wins, then they at least give them a shot with some help. Give them gives themselves a shot at the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. They have a shot. They would need help, but yes, they need help. You give you have one loss. Maybe give them a mulligan for the the loss of that yours. Uh, stealing that again, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep stealing. Uh, give them that mulligan loss. They are playing for something, and we're about to see some. We are about to really see some true SEC cannibalization, uh, which means that okay, open season, everybody, go ahead, make your best case right now for the rest of the year, win mm-hmm. out, run the table, because there's three teams there in the SEC that are going to start beating each other, and they're going to start not. Who's going to losses? Who's what we're either going to let three in or so not everyone's getting in Texas make make a case. I can, uh, I can see Texas being very motivated for this game. Yeah. Before we wrap the, I wasn't, I was at this bar watching the rest of the Alabama Tennessee game last week. I was there for like maybe an hour and a half. And there was this one that was like a friend of someone. Fourth time you mentioned being at a bar watching. No, 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 no. Shut up. But no, no, no. Okay. Okay. Should I just randomly say I had a conversation with a person without providing context? I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. It's just a mental qu- uh, tracker. Yeah. How many times you counter. tell me that, like, oh, when we were at the bar or when we were doing this, like, you. Plenty you, of time. I'm just. I'm just a, saying. Storytellers provide context. It was just a. You're a okay. storyteller. I'm so, okay. I'm sorry, Sean. I'm sorry, Sean. Um, I was out at the farmers market and okay, we were watching yeah. the Tennessee uh, Alabama game, and this one individual who was like an indirect acquaintance of the people I was just happening to sit with, uh, was very upset over the premise that. Texas could maybe make it into the playoff. He was a Michigan alum, which stinks. But this oh. kid was like, "Do you think Texas can make the playoff?" He was like setting me up, and I'm like, "I mean, there's they would need help, but it's possible." It's like, "Stop it, stop!" Like, he started screaming, "Like, hey, stop Michigan. it! There's no way! Are, are there's you no way these guys won't your... stop saying it." All the Texas, because I was with really, really the group of Texas people, and yeah. like, they won't stop saying it. Like, it's there's no chance. They're delusional, which is ridiculous. There is a legitimate Dude, shot. It's possible. I, 
are Michigan fans gearing up and ready and braving the, the, the winter for their one back-breaking loss that'll keep them out of the playoffs? Because it's going to yeah. happen at some point. Yes. It'll happen against Michigan State, obviously Ohio State. Uh, so they're, they're going to have a backbreaker here. Uh, Michigan fans are starting to get a little too comfortable with uh, with with, yeah. with talking that trash. Uh, I think I have to wrap. I'm getting a lot of dirty looks from people. Uh, <laughs> at sure. Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Um, we'll be back with more. We'll do our, our I or we will do our reaaction show on Sunday. We'll find a time. But uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We, we will do that. Thanks every, for tuning every, in, yeah. everyone. The words everybody. Drive safe. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.